Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shaped them. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined as always by Gooey Fame. Goo, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, having a, the definition of a lazy Sunday, I guess. How about you? Yeah, pretty much the same deal. Slept in today, which was nice. Uh, we we stayed up pretty late. We we started watching American Horror Story for the first time last night. Oh, okay. Uh, How's so, that yeah. going? Uh, it's going. It's uh, we're only four episodes in, so I might have some future thoughts uh, for for our bonus episodes available on Patreon in the in the near future here. But nothing nothing really concrete right now. Hey, so right. far, so good though. So far, so good. Uh, that's good. Good to hear. I'm drinking some coffee, so I'm feeling pretty pretty chill right now yeah i got some black coffee going on this is a uh a sunday morning recording and uh you know it's uh i can't say that i'm excited to talk about this movie because (laughs) (laughs) this uh this was one that i was actually hoping like least of all one the the latest bowl poll that we had but far cry the movie that we're covering today I think had the biggest name of any of the uh, any of the movies that were in the bull pull, so it's no surprise that it won. And uh, you know we yeah we are I th- obligated. I, <laughs> I think it won due to the name basis of the game series alone. Like someone, like I'm yeah. sure a lot of people who are like I don't know Uve Bull, but like this came across their you know their feed on Twitter. We're probably like oh I know Far Cry. Like I've never heard of in the name of the king or whatever. So kind of a bummer because we look, this is going to be a good episode anyway. So I'm not trying to sell it, sell it short or anything, but we were kind of going in a chronological order, like exploring the mystery of bull. And (laughs) I was really looking forward to get, like I was hoping we get blood rain because that was like, that would be the next one in our video game journey with him. Yeah. I'm really hoping for blood rain soon, man. Like, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Uwe Boll. I mean, what more? What more do you need? And I'm looking. So I'm looking at his filmography, and like, it looks like before and after this movie, he's still making a lot of that that classic Uwe Boll product that people are looking for. <laughs> but this is like in a weird spot. I think this this Far Cry movie. Yeah, this one was. Uh... It was definitely weird, and I think that it's... So, this is our third Uwe Boll movie, and I think... I don't think that this is a spoiler to say, Goo, but I think that Mm -hmm. we can slot this one definitively in the middle so far, which is pretty much... Like, in the middle is kind of the whole Far Cry thing for me. The whole movie, in the middle, sums it up. Yes, so I was thinking, looking at his stuff, because after this... He goes on to do like even more like Uwe Boll stuff, like more <laughs> more outrageous, you know, like, OK, I'm just going to do my thing. But I I was feeling like this, this movie, it feels like he's actually like trying really hard to make like a um, what would be like a popular action movie for like, you know, like a wide like more of a hollywood type audience you know like like a widespread audience like it feels like he's trying uh and instead of you know like it's it's a semi-competent movie like it wasn't like unwatchable or anything but it was just kind of like bland and and boring 
in a way. I think that the most interesting thing about this, which we'll get into when we get into the movie here, but, you know, you kind of said, like, the the real joy of watching these Uwe Boll movies is to get a profile into the mind of Uwe Boll. It doesn't really matter what's going on on screen. And I think that this <laughs> movie, again, really, in certain points, like, really gives you uh, an insight into this dude's mind and, like, what he thinks is cool and like what he thinks of himself so in that aspect i was like oh really sure. fascinated by this movie <laughs> but i mean yeah you're, you're right it's kind of like middle of the road through and through uh all, I, all yeah. the way i think a lot of what happens a lot of the action there's actually some decent moments a lot of the humor a lot of the just the storylines like resemble pretty generic um like Hollywood movies and yeah. and and he did kind of he did kind of like you know he threw the dart and it got really close and I'm not even saying that like this is something you should be striving for because like the thing he is kind of striving to be like in this is a little bit more generic <laughs> you know but like I feel like he almost did it uh close but no cigar as yeah. my father might say it's a bright new day Okay, well, we don't really have any news and notes in the world of video game movies here, so let's just get right into it. Far Cry, released September 11th, 2008, of course, directed by our man Uwe Boll, and starring uh, Till Schweiger, Emmanuel Vaurier, and a bunch of other people that you've never heard of. Um, <laughs> this is... Uh, there, you know, as as is typical for these Uwe Boll movies, it's not, you know, there's not really a whole lot of notes that really stick out. But I did find this one really, really fascinating. So, okay, did you know that there is a famous cameo in this movie? Do you wanna... <laughs> yeah, I I saw that actually. <laughs> so for some somehow some way, uh, Anthony Bourdain visited the Far Cry set in Vancouver. Uh, he was taping uh, an episode of uh, Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations, and was just like, okay, well, like, let me have a cameo. And he's one of the soldiers that gets shot. You don't actually see his face, but if you go and Google Anthony Bourdain, Uwe Boll, you can watch, like, the, the episode of the show where, like, he's talking to Uwe. No kidding. Yeah, Sam was watching. She's a big Anthony Bourdain fan, and uh, she's just sitting there watching it. And I was just like... How it just seems like such a random pairing, but also kind of weird because now Uve has a restaurant in Vancouver. Yeah, he's a he's a restaurateur now, right? Oh, it's, I wish I want to. Wa- I'm gonna have to watch this clip after we record. This looks exciting. It's just it's <laughs> strange how those two things that don't really go together end up together in this movie. Uh, that that just blew me away when I was. <laughs> trying to find something, you know, tidbit to talk about here uh, before well, there, that. There uh, is, I, I think I was looking at the cast list, and I also think there was, like, a small cameo, uh, not even, I don't know if you call it a cameo, but Cl- Clint Howard, who played uh, Baelish in House of the Dead, was also, oh, I think, yeah. like, one of the random scientists. <laughs> um, 
And I would I would encourage people uh, the the main like the mad scientist kind of guy. Right. I forgot the name of that actor. He's in like he's like a character actor who's in a ton of stuff. Like like if you've ever seen a movie or a show, like he's probably been in it. You know, like he always plays like some kind of doctor or like a priest or something like that. You know, um, I I liked him in this movie actually quite a bit. Uh, well, there you go, cameos galore. Um, so, uh, you know, also the star, the star, what's his name? Teal. Uh, Till Teal Schweiger. <laughs> he he himself was he was one of the uh, Inglorious Bastards, I believe. Really? Yeah, I he was like one of the. He was like, uh, well, he's like the German one in the crew, I believe it was. Wow, I yeah, uh, yeah I totally did not see that. Hugo Stiglitz. <laughs> you know what? Now that you say it, yeah. Uh, and I'm just looking at his um, IMDb. You know what? Uh, Mr. Schweiger here was also in Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. So we're oh. going to be reunited <laughs> with him pretty soon. Okay, cool. I kind of like this guy, actually. Like, in, Not like the, this movie is really doing him favors but i i found him kind of likable in a way uh <laughs> i don't know that i would agree necessarily with that however he <laughs> i think like as an action hero he was like decent enough like he didn't embarrass himself he did i don't know if it was him but there was some cool like upper body strength displays in this movie actually yeah, well, yeah, there was definitely one in particular uh, that we'll talk about later. But yeah. All right. So I guess that the reason that Uwe, of all the video game directors, was able to grab this Far Cry property and Far Cry, the series is a is a fairly successful series. Um, he actually acquired the rights for this before the video game had ever come out. So he was ahead of the game here, and he wow. he grabbed those rights. So that is, uh, you know, how such an unsuccessful director was given permission to do this movie. Uh, this That's how good of a businessman he is, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I'm glad that you said that. I actually wanted to just reiterate to our listeners how clever Uwe Boll is. So this movie was budgeted at $30 million and took home less than $1 million at the box office. <laughs> Less than $1 million against a $30 million budget. But I just, so I, I was just like absolutely blown away by that. And then I was just like, you know, I need to just go over and basically re refamiliarize myself with the, you know, with Uwe's system and how, Basically, he cheats the government and he cheats the rules to make money, even though he just lost $30 million making this movie. And it's such a clever idea. Um, so I just wanted to, to re-go over that really quickly, just to give everyone an idea like how these are possible. So up until the year 2005, when the laws changed, Germany used a tax incentive to uh, or tax measures to incentivize film investment. So essentially... A tax break of 100% for investment and also a write-off of any banking fees. So if you took any loans or anything like that, you could write all of that off if you chose to borrow the investment funds. The only tax you would pay on the invested sum was on any profits of the film. So to 
put that in perspective, Uwe Boll can borrow $30 million from a bank and then he can invest that into this movie. He can write that all off for taxes and the only tax that he pays is on the money that the movie makes. So really, he made this movie for $0 and made like $7,500,000. Right, right. Yeah, he's got to be a useful tool for other people who are like looking for tax write-offs and stuff like that so oh it's it's crazy so by borrowing the investment from a bank a wealthy individual could write off all the majority of their tax bill and usually reclaim at least 50 percent from movie profits so essentially they halved their tax bill by investing uh and reportedly uve bull had his own tax shelter fund at the time and utilized this <laughs> extensively oh, okay. to fund the majority of his films so i mean wow it's it's such a it's such a clever ploy. There's a really great in-depth article on Cinema Blend that really kind of goes over the scheme that I would encourage everyone to read and check out. But, you know, okay. It's just like when I see that number, like 30 million dollars it costs to make the movie, it makes less than 1 million back. I'm just like in awe at how Uwe has managed to like twist and contort the system in order to to do this it's yeah. really genius <laughs> and it's like if you because any other movie like this i feel like if this happened to anyone else like this would be the end of a career you know oh yeah <laughs> but this is like his like bajillionth movie and he goes on to make you know a dozen more after this it's it's absolutely wild i mean i'm thinking like how does that make any sense to be able to like write off a hundred percent of your investment like what a bizarre law like well they changed it right so yeah they probably changed it because the uve bowl <laughs> they, they call it the uve bowl law <laughs> the new law they make to abolish that one it's like, what a crazy crazy law like what if you borrowed like 200 million dollars and invested it in like what if what if they well, filmed avengers endgame in germany <laughs> You know, like my my guess is a lot of places do tax breaks and stuff like that to encourage, you know, yeah. like a you know an industry there. But I, I've, you see stories in other places too about how it actually kind of like screws them over. Like this is probably a different situation, but I um, there's a good I'll have to share it. There's a good thing about how like the government of uh, New Zealand <laughs> kind of screwed over a lot of people by uh the deals they were trying to make for the hobbit movies and it was Mm. like the same kind of thing where it was like come on come on come on come on we we went (laughs) come use us come use us you know unbelievable and i think that one day we're gonna do just like instead of a movie we're gonna do like a straight up personality profile on uve bull we'll follow him from his starts to his to his ends (laughs) And so maybe well, there's we'll a expl- documentary, right? Maybe we could watch yeah. that oh, Uve documentary. I would, I would love to watch that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into more of it there uh, whenever we inevitably get to that. But, <laughs> man, just what a what a crazy genius! <laughs> yeah, and he, he's clearly he he's clearly like a good businessman because and because now I mean I don't know what is happening now due to COVID and everything, but like his restaurant in uh, Vancouver was apparently pretty pop. Well, there you go. I, it's probably popular for the same reason that uh, 
the room no, is still it, popular. I think it was well, like well reviewed by food critics. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard, heard that, and it was like, wow. I think he found something. Maybe he's actually like considered good at. Well, there you go. If we're if we're ever in the area, you know, Vancouver's not that far. For actually, it is pretty far for me. That'd be a <laughs> nice been, little trip. I've been there. You know, yeah, I've been to I, Vancouver too, and the fucking garbage men were on strike when I was there. Oh wow! It was uh, it was like the Joker or it Joker, did, dude. It was not good. <laughs> Although I, I was in Vic- Victoria last year, which is really nice. Nice. I I had some stuff stolen from me in Vancouver, actually. So uh, fuck that place. Yeah, fuck Vancouver <laughs> and your garbage men being it's on strike. Uwe Bull and his garbage <laughs> men goons. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, I mean, let's get to the movie here. We uh, we can just jump right in. And God, there, is there a feeling like seeing that uh, that KG Bull production just pop on the screen at the beginning of the movie? You know you're going to watch, like, when you see that logo, you know some shit's <laughs> about to go down. Uh, yeah, and we're we're not disappointed here. We start off hot, we have a bunch of soldiers, and they are stranded in the woods. Oh, yeah, this was sick. <laughs> something is hunting them, and we get these, like, weird first-person shooter, or first-person view, like, screen views, or, like, they're static or whatever, and whatever it is, <laughs> it kills them all, and the... the I don't even know what it was. There's like an evil soldier, like a demon soldier, whatever it was, this demon soldier grabs some dude's head and like puts it through a fence, like a cheese grater. This was actually pretty awesome. I I was like, I don't remember this being what far cry is about, but I'm not a big far cry fan. So, so I actually <laughs> asked at the end of the movie, like, is this what far cry is based on? Cause I've, I've never played a far cry game at all ever. Um, and, uh-huh. and in fact, when I when I think of Far Cry, I think of like the box art with that dude in the purple jacket, and like there's a woolly mammoth or something on the well, on the cover. Yeah, every game is a different. It's like a different story every game. Uh, oh, so they they kind of do the Final Fantasy gimmick. Yeah. So okay. like the main idea of it is you're always like on some kind of like. Well, they've changed that with the recent ones, but up until like whatever four. Or whatever, when they went to Montana, five, they went to Montana or something. It was always like, you're in some kind of, like, tropical location, but then, like, the story could be totally different. But then, like, gameplay would be similar. But I I don't know what the... I guess this is before the first one came out. So, maybe he was just told, like, okay, the first... Yeah, I'm looking, the first one, you're, you're Jack Carver, you rescue a journalist... And then, like, fill in the blanks or something. Well, there, there you go. You certainly filled those blanks in, as we will, uh, we will <laughs> get was, to you. As far as I remember, though, like, the, the games, from what I've seen, until, like, some of the other ones, feel somewhat realistic. Right. But, I, yeah, and then when there was, like, a monster, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't know why. I just kind of <laughs> skipped past Far Cry. Uh, I, I never, it never really caught my eye. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've, you know, most major franchises, I've played at least a, a game yeah. or at least a little bit. Or on the flip side of that, like Uncharted is one that I just, I've never gone around to playing yet. But like, I know the general gist of, of the story. And like, Far Cry is just that one for me that like, I just have no idea. Like, at all. I think it was like the second one gained that gained popularity. Like it went from 
not very popular to like gain popularity. So by I remember by the time the third one came out, everyone was like, Far Cry 3 is coming out. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's Far Cry? Yeah. Um, but at that time period, I, I think I was in between consoles at that time period, so I might have missed it. And then by the time like whatever fourth or fifth one came out, I was like, I think even by the time the fifth one came out, people were like, um, oh no, it's it's now feels like a Ubisoft game, like where it's like totally yeah. settled on the formula. And I was like, okay, I'm not about to jump in on the series on some like, you know, I already play Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I've already got enough of this formula, you know? Yeah. And I, man, I used to love Assassin's Creed, but it, it like eventually it's just like each game is exactly the same, exactly the same, exactly the same. Uh, I picked up Black Flag for like the first like hour, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't. Which is actually too bad because I've heard that that game I love rocks. That game. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it does have that. But yeah, Far Cry is like to me. It seemed like, would you like more of that in a different setting? You know, but and it's like more shooter gameplay, but it's still the same kind of like icons all over the map. Go, you know, everything's just like a checkbox. You know, you're just wandering around. I yeah. mean, there's fun to be had there. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It this it always just seemed to pass me by, and I never had like a real desire to go and catch up on it, uh, which is me, which is maybe too bad. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess enough people like him, so that's fine. Uh, we're gonna meet our evil bad guy of the movie here. His name is Doctor Krieger. And he is uh, he's directing all this mayhem out in the jungle from a secret lab. This kind of gave me the Hunger Games. I, you know, I bet that guy is in the Hunger Games. (laughs) He looks he looks like it. I wonder if he is in the Hunger Games with like, do you remember the one buddy from Hunger Games with that super sick beard? There's like all these cool shapes. (laughs) No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So this dude is in Hunger Games one. I think he dies in (laughs) Hunger Games one. But his beard is like. A, a solid nine out of ten. It's a niner. I I just googled Hunger Games, and it auto auto filled beard guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is the guy you're talking about. Oh, is it a sick beard? Uh, <laughs> does it have a curl on it? Yeah, it does. Oh yeah, that's pretty. I think sick. it does. Yeah. I <laughs> I think we gotta grow these. <laughs> I don't know if I'm uh I don't know if I'm capable of that. I can't I can't grow my mustache very well. It just kinda comes in as stubble. Oh yeah, the mustache has a point too. Yeah, he's got a wow. sick mustache. Mine's like a junior mustache. Yeah, that's perfectly crafted mustache. <laughs> uh alright, so so yeah, evil evil Dr. Uh Krieger is directing traffic here. The one buddy gets his head stuck in the fence cheese grater. And yeah, then we that was switch. sick. <laughs> that was good stuff. <laughs> That was actually, you know what? I think that was probably the best death in the entire movie. I yeah, it was good, but it it totally raised my expectations. Yeah, and it kind of what is a letdown after that. So it's kind of bad in a way too. Yeah, I agree. When I saw that, I was just like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna be good. Like we're gonna have uh, some House of the Dead vibes." But I yeah, I don't know that we ever kind of got that. Yeah, I was like. I think I was like looking at the I I think I googled the movie to get some info about it too and like one of the like sometimes they throw some reviews at you and like one of the little blurbs like that someone had posted was like that the movie had like mindless excessive violence which people say about 
like any movie where like a gun is shot once, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I hope this is like accurate. And it wasn't, you know, the, it's there. There's some decent moments, but like the, that was really the only violent moment. I, I'm I'm guessing maybe the person wrote their review based on that. But uh, yeah, I, I was like thirsty was for violence. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, like, comparatively speaking, this is actually kind of tame. For Uwe Boll, yeah. Like, yeah. well, yeah, compared to, like, House of the Dead, which is, like, <laughs> which, zombies which exploding. and I think goes back to what you were saying, where he's just, like, he's trying to make a more uh, mainstream-friendly movie. Yeah, like, if you squint, this could pass for, like, I don't know, whatever you know, born <laughs> the born spin-off or something, you know? Fuck, you'd have to squint hard for born. Those, those <laughs> born movies are pretty good, actually. I'm talking about like the isn't like there's a Jeremy Renner one or something? Like Oh yeah. What the what was that one called? The Born I don't know. And then they made the, another Jason Bourne with Matt Damon back. Yeah, it was pretty decent. <laughs> but, but I felt like this was like trying to be like one of the like a generic kind of like ripoff hollywood movie and Uh, so if you yeah you know obviously it doesn't fully get there but like it had all those elements except for that that gore in the beginning that was really odd now it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the movie not really and unfortunately that's the that's one of my favorite parts of the movie i know if yeah that's (laughs) i i i'm glad it seems like We'll have to get to these. I think in his later career, he just kind of like was like, all right, fuck it. You don't like this. I'm just going to go back to the other, the old me. Wow. Oh, we we got to get to the, the new old Uwe eventually here <laughs> on virtual theater. Uh, all right. Let's meet our hero, Jack. He is a drunk who's sleeping on this disgusting boat. I think it's the same boat that Captain Kirk had in House of the Dead. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, save some money. Just pull yeah. out the same boat. So this dude looks like such a loser. <laughs> and he has, uh, he's a he's a guided boat tour. That's his day job. And he, dude, he has this couple going with him. <laughs> and they are the most annoying fucking couple ever. The, the lady is literally like just chastising her husband like george over and over again it was so horrible this is yeah uh, this is what i was talking about and his like attempts at comedy um, oh fuck. it did it did verge sometimes into like his his lane where it's like i can't believe this is a thing in this movie but overall it was like yeah i don't know pretty pretty broad and pretty stupid like look at this Look at this nagging wife. Hilarious. Oh, dude, it was so terrible. It was oh, it was just terrible. George. That's yeah. still it still had me like thinking like this could be good because this this sucked. So I was like, okay, this sucks. It's kind of I was laughing at it actually because I was like this this is so shitty that I still thought like, okay, the movie, the, there's, there's something's going to happen here. Like this is going to be a fucked up movie, you know? Yeah, it was, uh, it was not a hot intro for our boy, Jack. I was just Mm-mm. like, who is this fucking bum? And why is this annoying woman and dude for that matter on his ship? Uh, <laughs> well, he goes on to own them and this will probably get at what you were saying earlier with like, 
Uwe Boll. <laughs> and, like, we've seen it in all the movies so far, but he has, like, almost what feels like a wish fulfillment character. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this is this is totally Jack because he especially because in this one he he is a German person and he he does like shit on these Americans and it's like yeah like this fucking German guys owning these stupid dumb American. Yep. Wish fulfillment is a perfect term. There is there is a scene that I wrote down later, which we can uh, get okay. to that yeah. really stuck out to me. But um, yeah, so we go back to Dr. Krieger. He's our he's our bad guy. And we learn that this dude is making genetically modified soldiers. And uh, he uses live soldiers as his test subjects. So the dudes that got massacred at the beginning of the movie were actually working for him. And they were basically just bait to see how his genetically eaten soldiers would do. We meet, I don't, I don't know if I ever got this guy's name, but we meet the head of security who's like kind of a tweener. He's a good guy, but also works for the bad guys. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we also... So they had... The movie did have all these, and they they introduced more, but it had... It actually had all these characters who you kind of, like, you understand their motivations decently. Yeah. Like, like you, this movie you can actually follow, you know what I mean? Compared to, I think with, like, Alone in the Dark, it was kind of a a mess you know alone in the dark was just fucking awful and and i and i love uve bull you know but but each movie that we watch i'm just like man how's the dead really is awesome by comparison it's so awesome yeah but this the characters they all had like pretty simple motivations it's not it's nothing you've never heard of before you know like it, it wasn't surprising in any way but like that's what i meant by like the movie's kind of watchable as you at least, like, I always knew what was going on for the most part. Um, so, like, yeah. I kind of I like that. I kind of like this, like, can't remember his name, but the security guard. Um, so, you know. there's a security guard, and he has a buddy named Max. And yeah. I've, Max isn't, like, an employee or something. He's, he's kind of, I don't know, maybe he's an independent contractor, but he's just there. Yeah. He can leave at any time, but he's staying. And we learn that he is feeding uh, behind the scenes dealings to a journalist named Valerie Cardinal. And uh, she is the one investigating this creepy island where Krieger is doing his stuff. And we learn that Max is her uncle. Now, I think that Valerie Cardinal, played by Emmanuel, uh, whatever her last name is, she actually does a fairly decent job in this movie, considering, like acting wise. I think that yeah. she's probably the best. I like, I mean, I like the, the mad scientist guy, um, cause he, he felt like he was sort of indulging in the goofiness of it a little bit. It wasn't over the top, but like, you know, you can tell he was like slotting into that role pretty decently. Oh, see, I wanted him to be more over the top. I, I think he was playing it a little too stuffy. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, the actress herself did okay. Like, um... A lot, of, just a lot of the, a lot of the lines and dialogue and all that stuff is so was so oh yeah bad that it was like I don't know if anyone could get this across well you know <laughs> yeah it's I I think that I was just like the the material is so fucking terrible that she does a, a good I think she does probably a better job than Till uh, whatever his name is. In, in making it sound okay. like less ridiculous. But I, I mean, that's I, not saying much. <laughs> I think like, maybe it was just cause he had like kind of a, he had like a 
fun accent, but like his stuff was bad, but like it kind of, it had almost this like charm of like, and this is not a fair comparison, but to like Van Damme a little bit where it's like, he's like someone with a, a different type of accent saying these shitty lines is kind of charming to me. But like the thing about the dialogue too, is that it's not, it's like so terrible, but it's, it's just so (laughs) terrible because it's so, it's just so bland and generic. You know what I mean? It's not like in house of the dead, people are saying the worst, most dog shit dialogue you've ever heard, (laughs) but it's so, it's so bad and almost so grating that it's incredible, you know, but this was like, This is like, they're saying, again, things that resemble just generic kind of like action movie dialogue, but but also you can tell the direction is, for them, is not good. So, like, it's just bad. <laughs> That's all there is to it, you know? It's just so stale. And and let's go back to, to the very beginning when we were talking about Uwe exploiting German tax laws and stuff like that. The, the big thing about Uwe Boll in his movies is, like, it's a business like one shot take you're done so like if someone kind of has a you know not very good reading of a particular line in most movies you get a chance to to reshoot that to bring the proper emotion whatever man i i i don't know this but i'm assuming that in uve movies it's just like you say the line bam on to the next scene like it's very i feel like it's a very streamlined process I you know I've seen well, I only gleam this sort of from like the trailer of that documentary about him but there was like people talking about him like screaming at people and being really rude on the set but like I guess you can you can walk and chew gum in that regards like you can be like what the fuck are you doing like <laughs> let's keep going <laughs> like cuz it does yeah it does not feel like anything is trying to be brought out from these actors at all. Like it just feels, it does feel like, all right, you read the line from the page and let's keep it moving. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay. So we've met, uh, Valerie, we've met Krieger. Uh, we know Max is Valerie's uncle and he's feeding her some inside information on what's going on. Um, the last character that we meet is, uh, Katya Chernoff. And she is Krager's number two, so she's kind of like a badass uh, warrior <laughs> yeah. that, that we need to take down. And uh, she actually arrests Max for leaking the stuff to Val. I guess he wasn't very discreet. He, he literally fucking just sent like an open email, actually. He's not very discreet at all. So, <laughs> I yeah, didn't think about that, arrested. but okay, yeah. This, this guy is in the slammer, and uh, it can only mean bad things. Krager is showing off to some general... He's just like, you're going to be so impressed. You're going to be so happy with how your money is spent. And he shows him this monster-looking soldier. And then the general's just like, great, how can we control him? And Krieger looks at him, dumbfounded, like, control? I thought this was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's he, like, I'm working on that, yeah. Yeah, like, the whole, the whole thing is, like, you have to be able to control these monsters. Like, the general is pissed, and I was like, well, I'd be pissed, too. I, well, he was like, you didn't, I liked it because he was like, you didn't ask me to be able to control him. You told me to build the perfect weapon. <laughs> 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 like, okay, that's pretty funny. That he wasn't well, worried about that part. Well, he's got you there. Because yeah. he's, he's, like, a scientist, or what, whatever he is, he's he's more concerned with, like, just making the monster and like of course the military guy is like well 
no, but we, how can we use it? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, pretty solid. That was kind of okay. It was funny. Oh, man. I was I was just, like, facepalming. Like, really? Like, you didn't... That's a pretty <laughs> crucial detail. It's like, okay, I made you this gun, but it, it, it doesn't have a trigger. It just fires. So, like... Maybe kind of try and point it to the enemies. <laughs> That's so good, yeah. Maybe if he was more mad scientist, like, it would have been better, too, because it's like, that's of, co- what I mean. of course he wouldn't care about that. Yeah, that's, like, he seemed, when he was, the dude acting him, he was just, like, this this smart, confident guy, and he, to me, he looked like such a bozo in this scene for not considering, like, how to control these motherfuckers. And I was just like, if this dude was more over the top and like crazy and zany, this would go down uh, a little bit easier for me. Yeah, maybe if he was like, yeah, if he was just like, oh, that's your problem, you know? (laughs) I made him. You figure it out. Oh yeah, that's that would be that'd be funny. Yeah, especially because that character doesn't come back really, like the the general guy who wants to control. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No payoff. Not that that matters. Yeah. Well, it would usually, have been great if he like made him kill like, him. Yeah, usually you see the super soldiers like kill the general or whatever, and it's like, ha Now I can control it. I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I can control it, but uh, I'm using it against you. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, wow. yeah. So, so Max is arrested, and now he himself is going to be turned into a super soldier. So, uh, bad, bad news on the horizon here. Um, I don't remember what scene prompted this in particular, but I I jotted this note down when I was watching this movie because Sam was watching it with me, and she is just like, "Why does Uwe Boll hate women?" And yeah, yeah, I was I was just like, I don't know, but like, really, like he really, really does not write women very well at all. No, it's always very, <laughs> very unflattering, right? Yeah. Well, I don't. I guess Tara Reed was was fine, right? In uh, Alone in the Dark, I don't remember. But uh, it sounds like he. I mean, remember when we were comparing like what he had to say about her compared to other people? It was so. It was so like kind of awful. <laughs> it, it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I can't remember what scene prompted that, but I was. She said that, and I was like. I got nothing because like this is another one where the women in this movie are not treated super well. You it's know, the all, one that, yeah. Uh, what was her name? Katya Chernoff is is probably fares the best because she's at least this badass soldier. Yeah, maybe it was the the like wife of the the boat company owner. Like she she wasn't. I don't know if that's what prompted it, but she wasn't too bad. Uh, that might be actually, actually speaking of that, this is a fucking sick scene. This is so good. So Jack is drunk as fuck. He is passed out on his shithole boat. He has a client in like two minutes and this, the annoying wife of the boat owner starts shooting him with a pellet gun. Yeah. She had a great line where it's like, so every, every wife in this movie is like a nagging wife, right? Oh um, yeah. But she's she's actually at least like like the things she's saying are like true, you know, like <laughs> but she's like what you're his boss, like just go wake him up, you know. But uh she had a great line where she's like I'm going to go get my gun. 
<laughs> and then it turns out the pellet gun. But I like she's like, I'll wake him up. I'm gonna get my gun. It's oh, very I, nonchalant. I popped for the pellet gun. <laughs> that was good. She stuff. shoots a little bell on his boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is what this movie didn't have enough of. Was like really just fun scenes like that. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, this, this after is good this, stuff. It gets yeah, it's kind of weak after that. Well, uh, Jack's client is actually uh, Valerie, and she shows up and conveniently is getting a boat ride from Jack. And I guess that Val knows Jack because he served yeah. with her uncle Max. So there you go. This Little is kind of the biggest to me. The biggest like contrivance of the movie, the like biggest plot contrivance, is that. He happens to be running a boat. He's like a boat captain near the island. Yeah. With, with the guy he served sp- special forces with. Like, at, why Why would he be there, you know? And they never... I thought, like, oh, maybe that'll come back. Because he doesn't want to get involved, right? Like, that's he's like, ah, that's Max's problem or something. And I always... I thought they would have something like, oh, well, then why have you been hanging around here? You know, like if you don't care about him, why are you? Why are you even here? Near yeah, I, him? I'm with you. I thought that maybe at the end of the movie it would be revealed that like he took the job to like be close to the island for his own reasons. Um, yeah, and that maybe he would because like he's he's kind of a douchebag for most of the movie, and I don't really feel like he ever has that redeeming arc, like ever actually. Um, <laughs> you didn't think uh, by the end when he's like. Going oh. on a date. <laughs> as soon as they start talking, or maybe as soon as she shows up in the movie, and this goes back, I guess, to what you're saying about like just the, like the thin writing of these female characters. But you know, like okay, she's gonna get with him. You know. Oh yeah, uh, and that's like that happens in every movie like this, but it's like even more. You know what though? Obvious. Like this one was so contrived and so yeah, so obvious. So this this boat ride actually, they they go on and it feels like a date even though he's like you know an employee taking her the the customer to an island. He's mm. telling her to like cook fish and like his boat's a shithole and stuff. And this is where I was just like, my god, like Uwe Boll is writing himself as Jack oh, because of like course. he he thinks that this guy is so cool. He has all the coolest one liners. He's suit like all the ladies are attracted to him. He's got these the suave like I don't care about anything vibe. And I was like, uh, like Uwe Boll is like living vicariously through this character. <laughs> but it's hilarious because like the character sucks. He's a douchebag, and he's a douchebag for the whole movie. Yeah, it, it's at least it would be acceptable if. Uh... I mean, the character can suck, too. That's cool, too. But he's just not that entertaining. You know, if he was half as entertaining as Captain Kirk in uh, House of the oh, Dead. Oh, yeah. Even then shit guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have a problem with him inadvertently writing himself as, like, a shithead, you know, character. But he's just not that fun or interesting, you know? And I think, like... The problem is, is that we're supposed to think Jack is, like, so cool, but then there's all these shots of him, like, fucking passed out on his boat drunk, and I'm like, this dude's a loser. Well, yeah. He's not cool. But this is supposed to be one of those, it's supposed to be, like, 
a redemption arc, right? He's supposed to suck, you know, he's supposed to, or he's supposed to be like down on his luck or whatever, you know, but he's just, he's just boring, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's pretty rough. And this, this is where I noticed it. Like, just like so hard is like, and it's, it's probably just because like every woman that Uwe Boll writes is just like basically there to, you know, fawn over the dudes in the movies or or be annoying or stupid you know yeah exactly so this this scene stuck out to me where it was just like it's like oh jesus okay we get it uve bull like you you're <laughs> you've got your character in here you've got your avatar he's he's hip he's cool he has all the badass one-liners like okay what what's again, her name in house of the dead was didn't she have like a sword fight in the end or was but but yeah, even her, yeah, you did. called her you called her chest. So I think that <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> gets to the heart of that character. Uh, roll tied for chest too. She was probably <laughs> one of the best actually Uve women. Although she, like she wasn't even the main character of that movie, was she? Not I don't until, know like, who the, the main. We we're very confused at who the main character was in that movie. Like I feel like they switched main characters at like the last act. It's very confusing. That was his most progressive film because he had that sick scene <laughs> where everyone was kicking zombies' ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? I actually think... I could be wrong, but I think I made a note about that scene later in my notes for this movie. So we'll we'll get there. Um, okay. Jack and Val are uh, they're on this boat at nighttime, and Val is going to board the island to search for her uncle. Seems like a horrible idea, but okay. Uh, so Jack, so they're, they're going up to the island. It's supposed to be a stealth mission. He's got his lights like (laughs) blaring, blaring. And I'm like, dude, shut, shut those off, man. Like you're, you're going to give yourself away. And, um, sure enough, Valerie gets onto the island. She's captured literally within seconds, within seconds. And Jack's boat gets blown up with a bazooka. That was sick. That was awesome. <laughs> that was that was a good explosion. There was like still, I don't know. There, like, I think I was disappointed by this point, but like, I was like seeing you see like just bits of sparks of like life where you're like, come on, man, come on, yeah. let's blow some shit up. Oh, that that's a that's a perfect way to put it, Goo. Actually, sparks of life. Like this this scene was almost there, but it didn't go far enough. So Jack is escaping. He's good. He's got all these guards after him. He's on the island. So we've got like, we've got like, uh, jeeps on fire. We've got guns. We've got helicopters with ropes. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. It got so close. Uh, And a lot of the, a lot of the action in this actually wasn't awful. Like I think, you know, it's not the best shot action scene ever, but like you can kind of tell that he at least knows like how to make something look exciting. I think we talked about that in Alone in the Dark a little yeah. bit, even though that had god awful action scenes. <laughs> you know, I, I do have to interject quick because there was one scene. So Jack is in the lake, and the guard comes down to check on him and finds he's still alive. And Jack goes to punch him, and the punch misses by like a <laughs> mile. Like I, I, I was hyped. I was like, "Oh, sick! This is gonna be like Rambo now, or he's gonna be running around." The, and that would have been cooler, actually, if he yeah, was by himself. Yeah, would have been cool. Like, oh. just take the one character; she can be captured. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when the jeep, like, that's that's uh, where it, like has those sparks of life where they're driving this vehicle. It's completely engulfed in flames. 
uh there's some really bad humor that i loved where he she's got a grenade and he's like try throwing it and she just throws the grenade (laughs) taking the pin out uh and he's like okay you got to take the pin out like i actually i actually wrote a note about that where i was like i kind of thought it was funny but i was also just like like what the fuck why are you making val look so stupid like she's a she's a smart journalist right but like uh, yeah that's it, exactly it funny, what though. i thought too like there's no way she would be that stupid like i i could be in the back of that van and i would know to pull the pin uh, right but just i don't know i still got a kick out of like it just bouncing off of the thing and nothing happening out of context it, it was it's kind of funny it was funny but i was also just like jesus uve bull you you really do like hate just burying her like, yeah like what a dumbass. Uh, and the, then the, you know, the helicopter lifting the jeep was also exciting and i thought okay this is kind of this is kind of sick but uh yeah that was good yeah so i don't know it it i was like okay okay and like the story was still it was very simple in, in a good way where i'm like okay we're on the island like you know there's not going to be a lot of confusing plot shit it's just going to be like we got to rescue max or whatever so I was kind of like almost one back over where I was like, okay, this could be fun if like from here on out we get some fun action stuff, you know? I I totally agree. I was ready for it to turn the page here. Um, actually, before we move on, tell me what you think of this gimmick. What do you think of like the the driving in reverse in your car to like be head on with the car that's chasing you? I'm not really a fan of that gimmick in movies. I feel like it just makes you easier to hit doesn't it um i guess it depends on the context it like you know if it's well done it can be it can be exciting even if it doesn't totally make sense but it just depends on how it's sold you know i i don't know maybe it's just because i'm i know i'm watching this uve movie and i'm just like he's only doing this because uve thinks it's cool like it actually doesn't really make sense to do this right now but i i was just kind of like yeah i don't know there are certain things that sometimes in an action movie, like it's only done because it is cool. Right. But like, if it's actually cool, it's like, well, that was cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, maybe, maybe if The Rock was doing it, this would, that would have been sick. But just because it's Till Schweiger or whatever the fuck his name is, yeah, it's maybe like, not as cool. If The Rock, The Rock could pull it off. Jason Statham, he could sell it. But like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was okay, but anyways, it got it got us to that good scene where like the helicopter lifts the up the car. It, it had that its moments. Sick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, I mean, this is a pretty solid scene. It drops off a fucking cliff right after this, though. Like, n- not like the they literally fall into the water or whatever. But like after right, this, the movie talk about sucks. It. Yeah. This is maybe the worst Uwe Boll movie scene that I've seen yet. And that is saying something. Yeah, even with all the stuff in Alone in the Dark. This was so horrible. I'm going to try and describe what happens here. (laughs) So, Valerie and Jack, (laughs) they go and find a cabin conveniently on this island. There's a cabin with nobody in it. And there's a bed. And Jack is being creepy as fuck. And it's just like, I'm going to get hypothermia. I'm so cold. Can we cuddle? So they... Well, there's a whole... There's like a whole build up to it. You know it's come the whole time because first it's like... 
she's like, I gotta, gotta get out of these wet clothes. Don't look. And then he's he's sneaking oh, a peek. And then he's looking, yeah. And then she's like, I'm, oh, I gotta get in the bed for warmth. And then you know, you know, it's like, oh, I need to get in the bed too. Uh, <laughs> like, oh my god, it's fucking it. It's so bad. And then he he's looking at her after she says, "Don't look." And he's like, "I have to take off my wet pants." And I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking awkward." And he gets in the bed and he's like, "In the military, we used to cuddle." And they start to cuddle, and then, like, they start to spoon, and she's just like, yeah, sure, great idea. And then, is that your gun? Oh, Uh. my God, it was fucking horrible. And then, of course, like, they start making out, and they start to bone, and I was, oh, it was so awkward and so bad. So this is another thing that, this this kind of thing sort of happens in normal movies too, uh, but they they're usually more sly about <laughs> these things. Oh, yeah, it's it's not as fucking horrid as this. But this I have no al- problem with them hooking up. I just like this was so creepy and awkward. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of a generic thing, but then it's but this could also be done like outrageously and be like ridiculous and funny. I think. B- like sure. in in an Uwe Boll sort of way, where it's like, where it's just like so goofy. But like instead, it was like again him trying to like, here's like a romantic scene that you have in a movie, and it's just so, it's the tone is so fucking weird. It's so grating. He seemed like such a creep, and she seemed like so stupid. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know, like. Like this dude is obviously trying to hook up with you. Like if, if you if you want to go for it, like just disregard all this bullshit cuddle stuff and like just do it. But like I don't know. It was like it was it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, I I think uh, they would just not have such a like this felt like a like a softcore porn lead up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it was like uh, like where it's just like oh I I need to be in the bed with you. You know like. In a normal movie, they'd it wouldn't maybe make a lot of sense, but they'd get there and they'd just be like, "I'm cold, me too," and then they'd like kiss or something. Maybe, maybe they'd talk about like their shared trauma, like her losing her uncle and her or him like being close with his uncle, and then maybe they could share a moment after that. You know what? I'd be fine yeah. with that. Or like no talking. Sometimes in these movies, you characters they go through a harrowing experience. They get to yeah. safety and they just start making out. <laughs> I feel like that would have been fine too. <laughs> like I would have been like, okay, they're just like they're on adrenaline, they're horny, you know. <laughs> Dude, like... any anything would have been better than this. It was so awkward. I I was embarrassed watching it because Sam was watching it with me. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being it, in this, this was. I would not want to be in the same room as someone while this movie is on. <laughs> oh, I just, oh, it was so awful. And I, I don't think that we did a good enough job selling how awkward and cringeworthy no, it was. I was laughing at it, but not in a good way. I was just like laughing, <laughs> like shaking my nervous head. laughter. I hope nobody comes in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Oh my god. And then, and then. Uh, I was I was also sure I was shocked actually that Uve didn't throw a titty shot in there. I thought for sure we were going to get that, but uh, <laughs> no. At that, <laughs> at this point, I was like, this movie, it's done. Like this sucks. <laughs> <It's just> like... 
And then, so we awkwardly cut to the next morning, and uh, the first words out of Jack's mouth, so how was I on a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, this is a, a running bit. Oh. Yeah. The, the 2 out of 10 banter also, it just feels like, again, like, oh, I'm, I'm writing some cute dialogue here. Like, he's trying to definitely replicate some of that you know you watch a movie like this and there's sort of like a a playfulness between the the romantic interests you know he's trying to he's trying to get at that but it's just so grating (laughs) Uh, you know i feel like these two also have like zero chemistry like zero and it's probably impossible to have chemistry in a movie this poorly written yes but like they have nothing this is uh, i will just talk about it in terms of doing his thing this all pales in comparison to shit guy trying to hook up with the one the one girl and like the weird remember the weird awkward where she's making like uh premature jokes and stuff like that yeah and it doesn't make any sense it's just so so nonsensical like that is like high art compared to this yeah i thought that was at least pretty funny this was this was horrible because like i i legitimately expected uve bull to write in because we know that jack is his kind of avatar in this movie when when he was like how was i on a scale from one to ten i legitimately expected her to be like 12 baby (laughs) that would that would have been great actually (laughs) uh but I think, you know, he's, yeah, he's trying to have some, still some sort of, like, feisty banter, you know? Oh, man. So, yeah, I I think that Jack is probably the most unlikable Uwe Boll character yet. I I truly think Mm. so. Compared to, what about, I I don't know, I I think uh, Christian Slater wasn't really doing it for me. I I think Jack is worse. Yeah, I think that that movie was worse, but I think that Jack the character is shittier. Okay, he, for me he has his like moments. I I find him some I mean I I like Christian Slater as an actor, but I think in I feel like Teal could could thrive in a good Uwe Boll movie or in a like outrageous one, you know. He he's got like I said, he's got like Van Damme light vibes where I feel like he could oh, deliver. Yeah. He could deliver like a goofy one liner if he was you know, give, given like an actually outrageous thing to say. I agree. I also think that that's um, kind of like a crippling comparison, though, because Sam said the same thing when we were watching it. She's like, this guy is like a shittier Jean-Claude Van Damme. And like, like it's really it's true. And I mean, it's not it's not really his fault either. It's just, you know, the movie sucks ass. But right. like, it's it, it is kind of like an unfortunate uh, comparison that like you just can't get away from. But I, I don't disagree with you. I think that if he would have been sick as Captain Kirk, like yeah, in that role, yeah. you know? Yeah. I wonder if he's because looking at a I don't know his other work, it looks like maybe more. Oh, he was an atomic blonde. OK, that was a sick movie. Yeah, I want to see. I just want to see him in something else. Maybe I'll rewatch that in Inglorious Bastards because I remember he had lines in that. I think too, but uh, he yeah, it doesn't seem like he's had any more meaty roles, you know. But I I kind of I don't know. There's something interesting about him. Well, uh, Jack 
steals a uniform uh, from one of the guards on the island and brings Val into the base as his quote-unquote prisoner. And uh, they're trying to get over this, like, you better be here when I get back thing. And it was so awful. It was so awful. Oh. Do you remember that, that? That was another, yeah, that was like a running gag. Like, that was yeah. another another way where I felt like, oh, Uwe's trying. You know, he's trying to have like a, oh. you know what I mean? You watch a, like, a Marvel movie, and this is before the Marvel movies, but like, you watch a movie like that where they're like inserting the comedy in, and they'll have like these running little bits where, you know, like callbacks, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, he's, he's trying to do a callback, and I like... It got a little bit of a rise out of me, not because it was good, but I was like, Uve, you're trying, man. You're trying. It was just, like, so annoying. Their voices were so annoying. And like, again, I mean, by definition, they're mocking each other, right? And, like, I, I don't know. Again, I was just like, fuck, these fuckers have zero chemistry. Like, I don't I don't like Jack at all. Like, yeah. Valerie was okay at the beginning, but, like, they've just written her as, like, this complete ditz, like... I don't know. I, th- I thought it was terrible. They're, they're really trying to have that classic and kind of obnoxious, like, b- back and forth of, like, they kind of jab each other, but you know, it's like, they you know really what this like was? each other. This was Tamina and Dastan, but awful. <laughs> no smoldering no chemistry. Smoldering chemistry. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's, it was like that, basically. Yeah, it was trying to do that, the bickery. Yeah. I can't remember. Did you give prince of persia a thumbs up or thumbs down uh i don't remember i think that was uh i feel like that's kind of a thumbs middle for me like it felt like yeah a, i i think it you know it's pretty competent i felt like it was like it reminded me of like most disney movies where it's like you know I, what yeah. i think i think we both gave it like a six or seven out of ten thumbs up if i'm recalling correctly i felt like it was it was similar to this but way better in that it was like formulaic in a lot of ways and a lot of like this is that like it has like that type of relationship you know it's got kind of generic ish plot elements but like you know it all it kind of makes sense but like this this is just so much worse it's like i don't know (laughs) it's just uve shouldn't be trying to do that is there's enough there's enough people doing that disney has put enough money into to making generic marvel movies for every other director out there you know absolutely they should hire a bull to make ant-man 3 or something oh jesus could you imagine (laughs) no they should hire they should hire him to make like just a dog shit marvel property like oh i can't can't even think of anything awful enough let me let me let me come back to that they should have uve bold make the juggernaut movie or something (laughs) (laughs) that would be sweet actually if no it wouldn't be it wouldn't be good maybe if it was pre if if fox still had it you know yeah that would be sweet i I bet he could do a good dc movie (laughs) i bet if dc just gave him a bunch of money or warner brothers or whatever and were like do whatever you want he could make a good movie. Give Uwe Boll Superman. <laughs> Let's see what he does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's and he'll make him German. That would yeah. be sick. Yeah, he should he'll make be a Till Schweiger. <laughs> yes. You know, you know how there's like the Superman Red Sun or whatever, where it's like, what if Superman yeah. was a Soviet? They should do. What if Superman was German? <laughs> That'd be so sick. <laughs> Wow. All right, let's let's keep it going. We uh, 
So Jack is bringing Val as his prisoner. Uh, he tells Valerie to hide, and she gets captured again, literally within seconds. Within seconds, she's captured, and Jack steals a boat and meets a fat guy. And I don't oh know his name. Oh, my God. You texted me. He's, he's choking on a fucking sandwich, and Jack gives him the Heimlich maneuver and saves his life. And then we have a... Uh, we have another virtual theater boat moment, but I don't know that I'd rank it up there with our greatest on this uh, on this show yet. The uh, the main security guy shows up, and I think he lets him get away, right? He lets Jack get like a little bit of a head start. I think so. Yeah, because he has like split loyalty, right? That's his whole right. Yeah, that's okay. So we have a boat chase, and the fat guy's on the boat. And at one point, Jack, like, goes over this jump on the boat, which he totally didn't need to. He could have driven to the left or the right. There was so much room. That was a pretty good jump, though. I was like, okay. It was a good jump. Yeah. I I was confused as to why there was a ramp (laughs) in the water. Did that make sense to you? Maybe I, like, missed something. But there was just a boat ramp in the middle of the river. It didn't make sense at all. And also, like, I mean, there's there's literally like 20 feet on either side that he could have just easily zipped <laughs> yeah, around. But it was so it was pretty cool. That was another spark of life where I was like, man, I wish there was just there was some more boat ramping or something, you know, dude, this this boat chase made the double dragon boat chase look good by comparison. Well, yeah, they didn't they didn't set a river in Ohio on fire, so how could you compare you know <laughs> uh, not only that but jack gets captured because he sucks they keep getting and... <laughs> captured and uncaptured it's like come yeah. on so we got this fat guy along for the ride i actually <sighs> I, I don't remember his name and this fat guy again i think is another insight into uve bull because uve I'm, I think he he's just like, okay, he hates this guy, guys. <laughs> yeah, so like, he's just like, okay, this guy is everything that I think uh, is lame. You know, like, he's fat, he went to dance camp, he's annoying, he's eating meatball subs, he wants to play I Spy. I could, like, when I'm picturing Uwe Boll writing this character, I'm just picturing him like, okay, what, what is lame? What do, what do, you know, what is not cool? And I feel like this guy is just the amalgamation of, of all of that. Yeah, I think to dive deeper into that that element of his psyche, we're going to have to watch his movie uh, Blubberella. Do you know oh, about that Jesus movie? Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> what the well, hell is that? To be fair, she's the hero, but uh, it's a movie about an ob- obese woman who... Uh, uses, here's the description an obese woman with explosive footsteps uses her dual swords against people who ridicule her wow <laughs> uh, and it's actually hold on oh, it's actually a scene for scene spoof of Blood Rain the Third Reich <laughs> which is a he spoofed isn't that his, an Uwe Boll movie? yes <laughs> And it came out a year before it. Um, oh my god. Okay, I have to throw this in there. So, Uwe Boll plays Adolf Hitler in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do this movie. Clint Howard, isn't it? What we, the we're, fuck? We're doing this. We're doing this someday. <laughs> but Let's she's put this the on hero. the next Boll poll. Maybe this is his way of, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's probably offensive. It's <laughs> This is going to be the most absolutely offensive movie Ever. I have no doubt about that. 
Oh my god. So yeah, Uwe, he might... He's got issues with people, for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> Blubberella. Wow. I did not know that that existed until today. There's a, Yeah, there's a tease for everyone. One day we'll be covering Blubberella. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's keep it going for Far Cry. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, okay. the fat guy was like... <laughs> It was again like you have you'll have kind of this like comic relief character in a lot of movies like that's everything in this movie. I was like, oh, this guy is like, you know, what I mean, like there's a ton of I always go to Marvel movies now because they're so all encompassing. But there's always like a, you know, some there'll be like a random person who's like the goofy character, you know, and they they've got like the you know, they're kind of the butt of a lot of jokes like. That's what they're going, going for. Here. Going back to our uh, Prince of Persia an- analogy here, I feel like the fat guy was like a far, far, far less funny version of Alfred Molina in that movie. Right? Yeah, you've all yeah, you just got this like quirky side character who they're just there to like yeah heighten some of the comedic elements, and they were really counting on that with this guy talking about whatever sandwiches, and he was talking about <laughs> dance camp. And that's supposed to be yeah. funny, like, oh, the fat guy went to dance camp, but it's like... That's, uh, that's what I mean, like, Uwe Boll is just like, oh, what kind of man goes to dance camp? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, he's not the manly man, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Uh, this is also fucking horrible, too, so Krieger is back, seems like he's been gone for a while. Him and Val are talking, and she's asking him about his paintings, like, seconds after saying she's not gonna say anything, which I thought was really weird. <laughs> She uh, she sees her Uncle Max, who is now a demon, and I don't know why he kept her alive. I don't... Was that adequately explained? Was it even explained at all? Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> it, I didn't think about that, to be fair, so I don't know. Uh, this this was also fucking horrible, although it, was, it made more sense a little bit later on. So, like, Val sees jack and the fat guy they're like handcuffed together and she runs up and gives him like a big kiss and i groaned so fucking loud when i saw this like like of course like this just this like damsel in distress but to be fair they uh she actually i apparently had like a handcuff key in her mouth and put it in his mouth and this was a callback for him always carrying a handcuff key was that earlier so earlier she goes like what is that and he says like universal handcuff key and i thought is that what it is or is that supposed to be a joke because it's like a lock pick right i couldn't tell i couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like he actually had this magic key or if that was a joke i see i thought it was a joke i thought he was just kind of saying like you're dumb but then like obviously it wasn't it was like literally a a key or maybe she put the lock i don't know this it fucking sucked yeah I don't know why, but it didn't come across well. Or I know why. It was just it was just poorly written and executed. And, and in the same scene, in the same scene, Jack and the fat guy are trying to escape, and it goes on forever, <laughs> forever. Yeah. It and he's this fat guy is so fucking annoying. It, this to call this the drizzling shits would be an understatement. This was horrible. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, at this point, I was like, whatever. I was I was just like, okay. You know, a, a positive was I knew the end was coming soon. Like, it's not a long movie. 
And it's no, thank God. I I still found it like semi watchable. Like I said, like I was just kind of like bored. (laughs) But drizzling shits might describe it. Sure, it was. This was awful. The fat guy was terrible. Like he was just terrible. Um, Uwe succeeded. He obviously wrote the most annoying character you could possibly think of. I think after uh, the the hypothermia scene, like nothing could really get me down. You know. (laughs) like that's when i accepted what the movie was and it was just like okay yeah Yeah, that that really was the tone setter for the rest of the movie where it could have went up but instead it went down um so krieger he releases demon max the dude moves like the undertaker and uh i i guess that max retains a little bit of his humanity because he won't kill jack just as a reminder they used to serve together in the war yeah. So so there you go. Uh, right. Max starts throwing down on the other demon soldiers that Krieger <laughs> releases for some reason. And that's uh, kind of cool. He, I guess, he... You know, it, it was it was kind of cool. But also <laughs> in, like, in the context of the movie, I was like, why are you releasing these things you can't control? They're going to break free and like obliterate your camp. And then like two seconds later, they break free and start like destroying everything. And there's a giant shootout. Yeah, well, it, it, that's why he did it, is because the movie had, all hell had to break loose at this point. You know? Which is fine. The so, movie was, so actually, it was paced like, again, like, you kind of expect everything to happen, you know, and the way it's happening. It's, it's got like yeah. a decent generic no pacing. Yeah. So this is the point where I'm like, man, this is where a banger, like, feel no pain could really elevate this scene. Because you just have like generic movie score music here. Imagine if they yeah. had like a hard as fuck like, the, new metal. Oh, some of the score in this movie did stick out to me. Where I like, I don't know if I would say it was good, but I like noticed it a lot, and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." <laughs> but I agree I with know. you. Yeah, I I thought because yeah, this is the part where like uh, Teal was like uh, d- d- expressing his upper body strength. He was like doing parkour. And like grabbing, oh, yeah. <laughs> grabbing the like railings and like pulling himself up, and he, he, like, if that was him, like, and not a stunt guy, like, he looked good, you know, he looked, he looked strong. <laughs> I was like, okay, sweet. I'm gonna be honest. The only thing that stuck out in this action scene, which seems like it goes on forever, is like at one point Jack has a shotgun and he fires off like 20 shots in a row, which was awesome. <laughs> And I'm like, how many fucking shells are in this thing? But it, it was great. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's it had like, moments, right? Like the sparks where you're like, oh, this could yeah. be this could be the Uve schlock that I want it to be, you know. But I I sort of again, I sort of kind of had settled in on what it was. And anytime those did happen, I was like, OK, you know, I was like I was but I was not ever at this point. It's like the final, you know, it's the final big shootout scene so you know i was just yeah. like okay i'm i'm settled in i don't care yeah i, I don't know this this action scene was just kind of it was pale to me it was uh it wasn't as like the whole movie wasn't as over the top as i wanted it to be so you know we we even get the showdown between the security guard guy and jack which like it wasn't tense at all it was just kind of awkward and then there's supposed to be like this big moment where uh where Sharonoff comes in and kills a security guy and like nobody cares because nobody knows this guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I kind of like got it. I was like, okay, I get it, but just didn't care. 
Um, so now instead of the super soldiers fighting each other, we have the security guards who have all like turned face and they're fighting Chernoff's men who are still the bad guys. So we, I actually don't know what happened to the super soldiers. They just kind of disappeared <laughs> until the very end. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I, um, I just remember like it, the big, it was a big fight, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I, I know there was like some storyline going on there, but I, I kind of had just accepted, you know. Well, let's let's get to the end of this here. Uh, Krager is making his escape on the boat, and Jack catches up with him. And they do like a weird hostage exchange where like Jack let Krager go, and then Krager is like kill him, and all of Sharonov's guys who had captured Valerie like missed shooting Valerie and Jack. This was a really bad scene, actually. It didn't make any sense at all. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways, Max, Demon Max comes in for the save, and then somehow Sharonoff kills him with one bullet, even though he's like a super soldier. And like, I guess their eyes are a weak point, but I'm like, fuck, that's a pretty common weak point to have, you know? They, but I guess I somehow also Sharonoff died before. I think, like, they had shown an eye shot before in the movie, so I think it was like, yeah, they had set it up at least somewhat. Anyway, so Sharonoff's dead. The The fat guy comes back. He's stolen Krager's boat. He helps Val and Jack escape off the island. And Krager stays there, and he gets eaten or something by the super soldiers. And uh, we in this riveting epilogue, Gooey, we see right. Jack and Valerie, <laughs> and maybe they're dating now. And Jack is still hung up on this 2 out of 10 thing. Yeah, he said it, but then he a minute later was like, or like a second later was like, oh well, she she clearly likes me. She's going on a date with me, so she wouldn't if I was a two. And it's like, yeah, you're you're like explaining the joke, man. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, oh, and, oh, and the fat guy is working with Jack, and then the George lady is back as his first customer. <laughs> that was kind of funny. They they bookend the movie. <laughs> That uh, was that was actually kind of funny in like a horrible like this is so annoying kind of way. Yeah, it was again. He's like, <laughs> look, he did callbacks and he tied everything up. He's got a bow on everything. It's like, okay, buddy, you did it. You know, you you almost made a like you made a semi competent movie that sucks. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know what? And to add insult to injury, the ending song is not a banger. There, oh, there was a lot of songs like this throughout the movie where he'd be boating and there's just some, like, weird, light indie rock playing that is totally sucks the life out of the movie a lot, too. You know, usually there's some pretty hard, like, music in, U in Uwe's movies, and, like, this one just sucked for music. Yeah, because, again, I think he was, like, trying to make... A serious movie. That's what the vibe I got. Is that he, not like a serious, serious movie, but like a serious action movie, like one that could make money or something like that. Which is strange because this made no money at all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it felt like this was his, his. Well, I guess we said that a little bit too about Alone in the Dark, where that felt like him trying now, but like this really felt like that. Well, that's the movie. Roll credits. We know that this movie bombed. It made less than a million bucks on a $30 million budget. And uh, not uncommon for Uwe Boll movies. But there's no 
Rotten Tomatoes score on it, but I was able to pull up a review from IGN, which gave it a generous 3 out of 10 and said, quote, perhaps one day game companies will learn to be more particular about the directors they choose to realize their products Ah, on the big screen. That's not the issue. (laughs) That's not the issue, I don't think. IGN they had yeah. a bad they had a bad review of Laura Croft too. I don't I don't trust these guys. Uh I don't trust I I think that like just in general at this time like people were just had this weird like bug up their ass about video game movies and like treated them differently than action movies for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think that 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 statement isn't untrue that game companies should learn to be more particular. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, this, I don't there know. was it's nothing, not... there's nothing riding on this movie, you know, like, yeah, it was a game, a game no one had ever played when, when they sold the rights, you know, like, they probably didn't expect it to be anything. I, I don't think it really was until the next game. And, like, it's not, it's not bad because it's like an Uwe Boll film either, you know, it's, it's just, it's bad because, it's a worse version of a normal yeah. uh, generic movie, you know, like I, I mean, I don't know. The other thing too, is like, this didn't hurt far cry. Like, I, I don't think anybody knows that this movie exists. Like hardly right, anybody no. knows, you know, like this wasn't like, like, I think that you can say like the super Mario bros movie was kind of a big black eye on Nintendo for a long time, which, you know, we love that movie, but I think that a lot of people thought that, you know, this movie sucked and like it's embarrassing and blah 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 so like this wasn't that like this was just like some movie that happened to be made that nobody saw this yeah this wouldn't even be in like the top five like uve bowl movies people talk about you know not probably not even the top 10 you know like there's a lot of his non-video game movie stuff that people would like that i've heard discussion (laughs) about roll tide (laughs) loverella yeah something like that like no one ever talks about this movie (laughs) so i just feel like i don't know it this movie to me is like pure it's a pure void of nothingness like it might as well not exist (laughs) yeah uh that's a good way to put it all right let's go let's let's get a wrap on this Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down Uh, i'm gonna have to go thumbs down on this This one fucking horrible this is this is a huge thumbs down it's not worse than Alone in the Dark, I think, but no, I agree. Alone in the Dark had a higher high of that opening fight scene. That was incredible. There was nothing that approached that in this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree doing, with that like, too. Wire, wire work and like... <laughs> I, I think that Alone in the Dark might have been the worst movie that we've covered on this show. Probably, though, yeah. So far. Like that would that was truly truly terrible. This is this is really bad. I would even say it's horrible, but it's not like I I don't think it's alone in the dark bad. That was that was fucking horrible. Yeah, I just feel so like like to me it's so value neutral this movie. It's just like it's a void, you know. It's just like okay, it's like I don't yeah, care. That's yeah. uh that's a couple hours of your life that you're never getting back. Yeah. Uh you know, usually, usually I would ask people for their feedback on this movie, but nobody is <laughs> nobody's seen it, and I can't, in good conscience, encourage people to to go and watch it unless you just want to get like baked and watch stupid action <laughs> for two hours. I mean, you can do that, but 
You know, we yeah. checked it off the poll, I think, now. So now we can have good bull polls again. Yes. Maybe we can have yeah, his... That... We can have the three video game movies that are left, and then, like, we can throw on Blubberella or something, you know, where it's like... I mean, Blubberella's gonna win the next poll. If we... Yeah, if we hype it up enough, I think so. I'm re- I'm really excited for Blood Rain, actually. Yeah, I kind I of feel like... Can we watch Blubberella if we haven't seen Blood Rain the Third Reich? That it's apparently a shot-for-shot <laughs> parody of. I, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, boy. <laughs> Got a message in my head. It's calling. Gotta get out away from here right Well, that is uh, that is our thoughts on Far Cry. That's a stinker if there ever was one. But uh, this is another instance where our virtual theater episode is far, far, far better than the actual movie. Yeah, we had uh, fun. So we hope that you guys <laughs> dug it because uh, we had fun shitting on Far Cry. Um, and we are going to be back with a surprise episode for uh, for next time that you hear us. And I'm not ready to, to talk about what that is yet, but... We do have something exciting in the works. You've heard of the bull pull. Goo, tell them about what's coming in the future. All right. Our new feature is the Paul poll. Yes. <laughs> now, we've we've gone through, you know, a couple of Paul W.S. Anderson's uh, video game movies. Uh, and we thought, you know, before we continue with Resident Evil, which I'm excited about, let's Let's slow down and take a look at some of uh, the master's other other works outside of the video game world. And this will line up well because he's he does a lot of horror movies. So this will be perfect for that late October season. Absolutely. Um, and, and really, like, for such an innovator of the video game genre, I mean, we're talking Mortal Kombat. We're talking Resident Evil. We're talking Monster Hunter. Um I feel we felt like we owed it to Paul W. Yeah. to maybe explore some of his his other works because you know what there is actually some pretty good shit on this poll and uh, a lot almost everything on this poll really fits into the vibe of virtual theater so I'm excited about this. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited because we've we've also been we've been a little bit negative to him before, uh, even though like everything he's done has said had something fun in it. And he clearly he has a love of, I think he likes video games. You know, I think he's making these movies out of genuine love of video games. So I think it's about time we honor him. <laughs> well, let's get it started. Uh, of course, the polls are going to be over on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. We let you shape what movie you want to hear us cover. Uh, so make sure that you head over to Twitter and you can have your vote heard. The poll will be up shortly after you uh you listen to this episode let's get it going here poll option number one i love this movie event horizon 1997 this is a sci-fi horror movie starring sam neill and Lawrence fishburne are you kidding me what a cast uh this movie is like legitimately sick i don't know how it has such a low rotten tomato score but i love it I'm low key rooting for this. Uh, this is this is a great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen this probably since I was younger, so I'm I'm excited to get back into that. 
yeah, and there is some really creepy stuff at the end, so this is going to be good for, for Halloween. Uh, so that's poll option number one. Poll option number two, Death Race. And uh, that is a a uh, Statham vehicle, of course. So uh, it's also got uh, Danny Trejo in there, so you yes. know that it's going to be good. Yeah, I think this has very virtual theater over-the-top potential. So, um, yeah. So, you know, that, that one is going to be one that I think is uh, is going to be a good choice. This one might be the favorite, though, I think, if I had to pick him. AVP, Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Of course, <laughs> this is the big mashup that everybody wanted to see for so long. Um, it doesn't even matter who's in this movie. It's fucking Aliens and Predators, and that's all that we need to see. Uh, and really, that just speaks for itself. Yep. <laughs> they like this poll, whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and the last movie on the poll is Soldier. Goo, tell us about this movie, Soldier. Um, I don't know much about it, actually. I was just, like, looking, like, what's another... I wanted to not have Resident Evil be on the poll again, uh, just to for some flavor, and it would probably win. You know, I wanted to do a, a Paul side project, so I was like, what's another movie of his? And I was surprised to find a lot of, a lot of interesting ones that I'd never heard of, but uh, it's a movie from 1998. It's a sci-fi action movie, so it's like up my alley here. I'm um, I'm already liking what I what I'm hearing, but then apparently Kurt Russell is the star of this movie. So, yeah, like all the, all signs point to like I don't know. It it doesn't look like it has good reviews or anything, but that that doesn't it, mean it has got a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes actually, which is awesome to me. That's a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. so. If it's got like forty percent, fifty percent, that's a bad sign. If it's got like ten percent or something, like I'm in. <laughs> it's also got Jason Isaacs, who has uh, appeared before in. Uh, I think he was in Resident uh, Evil. So actually, Jason Isaacs is also in Event Horizon. Oh, there we go. Well. Yeah, he's so yeah. Apparently, Gary Busey is in this movie too. So like, it sounds sick. Well, there you go. Um, I, I think that, I think that whatever wins, I'm going to be totally down with Jason Isaacs. Also, by the way, this dude is in Castlevania. I forgot right. about that. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is going to be a Wait. good poll. And I'm, I'm reading here. We got to push for this movie now. Cause I'm reading about it and it says written by David peoples who co-wrote Blade Runner considers the film to be a spin-off side sequel to Blade Runner. Oh, wow. <laughs> and contains I a might, handful of I might of watch references. this. I might watch it even if it loses. Yeah. This is going to be sick. It sounds great. I'm, I'm loving every new bit of detail I learn about this movie I've never heard of. All right. So we have four certified bangers on our Paul poll. <laughs> <laughs> so just to recap, uh, poll option number one, Event Horizon. Poll option number two, Death Race. Poll option number three, AVP. Poll option number four, Soldier. At Virtual Theater X is the only place to vote, so make sure that you are following us and check it out. Um, That's going to do it for us for this episode on Far Cry, and we'll never have to talk about it again, (laughs) which is awesome. Uh, We hope that you guys liked it, though, and we want you to check us out over on SoundCloud and and iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Go check us out. And, of course over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Lots of really wicked content coming out. 
And uh, that is the best way to support the show. And we want you to follow us on Twitter at Spateri316 and at GooeyFame. Goo, any parting words before we uh, dip on out of here? You know, I would rate this episode probably a 2 out of 10. <laughs> Maybe a 3. But I w- would I really it. say that? Would I really mean that? If I like you so much. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to explain the joke so I get it. Yeah.